live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnson. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnson, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Friday on this third day of February 2023. And it certainly is a happy Friday for me because I am holding in my hands, I wish that this was a video program as well as audio, but uh, I'm holding in my hands my beautiful, breathtaking, gorgeous, delicious-looking Jeffrey Rice Bible Rebind. My very first Jeffrey Rice Bible Rebind from Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding. Uh, this is my very first one. I have been coveting Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries Bibles for years that Jeffrey Rice has rebound and in all kinds of colors and so on. And I am just loving this Bible, this uh, Bible in this really spectacular-looking, distressed, golden, honey-brown leather. Uh, I've never seen a Bible in quite this color before, and the distressed leather even adds to how spectacular it looks. Thank you, Jeffrey Rice. You are indeed a master at Bible rebinding. And I want my listeners to keep your eyes and ears uh, open for not only my social media posts about this Bible, but the radio commercials right here on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, so you can have your own uh, Jeffrey Rice Bible Rebind. And the website is ptlbiblerebinding.com, ptlbiblerebinding.com, and you're going to hear those ads uh, in the program today and throughout uh, the remaining months of 2023. But I am uh, thrilled to have a friend of Jeffrey Rice on today. His name is Haps Addison, pastor of Olive Branch Ministries in Wild Omar, California, and you can correct me if I've mispronounced that in a minute. Uh, this is the first time we have the honor and privilege to have Haps Addison on the program Today we are going to be addressing his, his testimony from rage-filled skinhead to joyful servant of Jesus Christ, one man's journey out from racism to loving all from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues. And we're also going to be talking about the upcoming conference 
on the theme From Shadows to Substance that will be held in Tullahoma, Tennessee. This is a, a conference hosted by Jeffrey Rice, featuring such speakers as my guest, Haps Addison, and also Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Mega Ministries and others. And we'll be giving you more details during this broadcast. But it's my honor and privilege to welcome you for the very first time to Iron Trip and Zion Radio, Haps Addison. Well, hello. And it's great to have you on the program, brother. Can you tell us, first of all, how it was that you came to meet and form a friendship with Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding? Well, actually, it was, it was pretty cool because um, I, I ended up having to go on a missions trip uh, across the country. And him and I, we, we uh, had been uh, friends online uh, that tail end of uh, 2019 and 2020 when all the lockdowns were happening. And I was putting out a lot of content, uh, you know, doing my sermons. And I, I didn't know he was listening to them every day. But um, here uh, I had to go out to uh, um, Tennessee to preach at a church. And uh, when I got there, I got shut down. And um, he reached out to me and he was like, hey, why don't you stop by my house? And I was like, okay. And so I, I showed up at his house and uh, something I'll never forget. He, he goes, I, I didn't want to mail this to you. I wanted to give, give you this in person. And I was like, what? And he handed me a, a Bible and he goes, I made this just for you. Thank you for everything you do for the kingdom. And I was taken back, you know, and um, him and I, we decided to do a, a show together and we did it for about a year and a half. And uh, then um, we brought Braden on, and we called it uh, Open Air Theology. So, And we're all best friends. Praise God for that. Uh, I'm going to give our uh, listeners our email address if they would like to contribute to the program with their own questions. Our email address is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least, your city and state, and your country of residence if you live outside the USA. Only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Uh, that's uh, chrisarnson at gmail.com. And uh, whenever we have a first-time guest on the program, we have a guest. That guest typically give a summary of their salvation testimony, but in this case, the whole program is actually on my guest's salvation testimony. So he's going to be giving us a lot more detail than the average first-time guest would be giving uh, because the average first-time guest is, is primarily speaking on a different issue other than their testimony. But today, uh, we, as I said earlier, are going to be discussing Haps Addison's testimony from rage-filled skinhead to joyful servant of Jesus Christ, one man's journey out from racism to loving all from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues. And by the way, I want to right at the get-go say to our listeners, especially those who may be more anal retentive with language, <laughs> uh, I know that racism is an improper way to describe bigotry uh, and, and hatred towards those of different skin colors. There is only one race, I am fully aware of that, and that is the human race, uh, blacks and whites, and other uh, folks of different 
skin colors and ethnic origins are not different races. Uh, that was actually concocted by white racists. <laughs> the, the, the idea, uh, people involved in eugenics and so forth, that that uh, those with different skin colors are actually from different races, and that, that's just not true. But I used it in the title or the theme of the program today just because it has become a part of our commonly used vernacular and so everybody would understand exactly what we were talking about. But uh, first of all, Haps, tell us about Olive Branch Ministries in Wild Omar, California, and am I pronouncing that right? Yes, it's uh, Wildemar, Wildemar, California, and it's in Riverside County, um, not too far, maybe about 45 minutes from San Diego, uh, Oceanside and stuff, and uh, we're like in a little desert town. But here, uh, I, I start, uh, well, the Lord, he really just blessed me with this, uh, this ministry. Um, shortly after uh, I, I came to know the Lord, after he regenerated me, um, I was just so excited. You know, just, I, I just never felt like anything. Like, I just wanted to sh- shout from the rooftops that um, uh, I, ha- I have peace with God. I have peace, you know. And so um, I started going out and uh, evangelizing, um, and I brought my wife with me, and we'd make these, like, steak burritos. I mean, why bring the spotted calf when you can bring uh, the fatted calf? You know? <laughs> you know? You know you know what I'm saying? You know? And so I would just uh, – and people started calling them Jesus burritos, you know? And next thing you know, I, I got up on a crate, and I just started preaching the gospel. And five people – got up to, like, 165 people, you know, a night. And um, uh, just out on the streets. And uh, um, it started raining one night. And I saw these, you know, some homeless going behind a, um, you know, a dumpster to sleep. And I, I told my wife, I, I, I think we should bring him home. And so we did. And um, one turned into 20, 40, 50, we'd like over a thousand people have come through our home now. But our home is for the mentally ill. And those that are dying of um, like brain disease or stomach, uh, you know, brain cancer, stomach cancer. And uh, usually they, they finish their days here on hospice and um, we get to serve them. It's such a blessing to serve all of them. And um, it's a real challenge, but a, a real blessing. Great. I understand that the best way to find out more about you and the Olive Branch Ministries in Wildemar, California is through Facebook. Just look up Haps Addison, H-A-P-S-A-D-D-I-S-O-N, and you will find more about uh, Haps and Olive Branch Ministries. And just so our listeners know, the nickname Haps of our guest today has a lot to do, or perhaps everything to do, with his testimony. It is an abbreviated uh, name, uh, which would be in full happy and um, let's go, uh, oh yeah, one, one other very important thing I want to make sure that we cover before we go into your testimony, and that's the From Shadows to Substance Conference. As I said uh, earlier, this is uh, being hosted uh, by a, our mutual friend, Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, who is also the pastor of Covenant Reformed Baptist Church in Tullahoma, Tennessee. Tell us about this conference, which 
I'll let our listeners know right away, uh, is uh, being held uh, in March. Uh, the exact dates I am looking right now. Oh, it's February. Oh, February. I'm sorry. I'm looking for the dates right now. What are the dates? Because I can't seem to find them. It is uh, the 16th, 17th, and 18th. 16th, 17th, and 18th. Sorry about the March. There's so many conferences going on that I'm promoting that I confused uh, this one with another one. Uh, But tell us about this conference. I know that the roster is very large, and I've interviewed many of these folks, but not all, on my program. Uh, I I know personally Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries, who is obviously a powerhouse of theology. My friend Andrew Rappaport of Striving for Eternity Ministries is also a part of the of the roster, and uh, I, I love Andrew and interview him as often as I can, and he's a dear brother. And of course Jeffrey Rice, uh, who I already mentioned, uh, who sent me the gorgeous new. Bible Rebind today, and you. Uh, so uh, tell us about this. There are other speakers, and, and I'm trying to actually interview as many of the speakers as I can before the event occurs later this month. But tell us about tell us in more detail about the purpose of this conference. Well, you know, about, oh gosh, I think it was like a year, a year and a half ago, uh, you know, again, me, Jeff, and Braden were, were all best friends. And uh, Jeff had this interest. Uh, I, I had just came back from ReformCon with Apologia Church down in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, we, we were talking, and he, he was like, you know, one day when I get a building, you know, I, w- I want to have a conference. And so we just all, you know, just kept praying on it, you know, that he would get a building. And lo and behold, the Lord gave him a building. And he jumped on it right away. And, and we really wanted to do, um, we were going to do the conference on Ephesians, but the, the Lord steered us in a different direction uh, from shadows to substance because we've, we've noticed over time, because I deal with a lot of Hebrew roots and um, and cults. I, I teach on cults and uh, uh, apologetics. And we've noticed that, that that people find this almost death grip uh, embracing the shadows and not finding the, the warm embrace and the substance of Jesus Christ, you know? And so that's the direction we went in. And, um, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. And I don't, I don't know most of the, um, the, the people I've, I've talked to Andrew, um, just, uh, recently, uh, just the text, you know, uh, uh, again, the only people I really know is like a Claude, Claude Ramsey. And that, I, I'm looking forward to uh, oh, yeah. sit, sitting, Claude, sitting under his preaching. Claude, Claude, I'm not exaggerating. Claude is one of the best preachers I've ever heard. I had the privilege. Oh, of, me too. I've had the privilege yeah. of visiting uh, Reformata Baptist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee, right after the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference that was run by Cross Politic. And I met Claude there. We interviewed each other at our respective exhibitors' booths. Uh, his for the Here I Stand podcast and mine for the Iron Trepans Iron radio show. And uh, I just uh, immediately said to myself, I think this guy's going to be a lifelong friend of mine. And I wanted to, oh, yeah. I wanted to visit his church that Sunday because it was the day after the conference. And I was blown away by the power and the passion. Uh, that oh, I know. Flow, and the, the biblical, the command of the Bible. Uh, that he had uh, that flowed out of him. It was just, 
a wonderful experience, an edifying and challenging experience to hear him preach and to be there in person too. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see uh, uh, Braden preach and Jeff. You know, I, you know, like when I was at the the um, Reform Con, I had so many friends there from all over the country, and it just it just felt like a a, a family reunion. And I suspect that that I'm going to have the exact same feeling at this conference, just a big family reunion with all my brothers and sisters in Christ. And we get to go and glorify God and um, encourage each other and uh, uh, proclaim the gospel. Well, if anybody wants more information about this conference, you can go to Eventbrite's website. Uh, that's E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E dot com. Or you can also go to the website of Covenant Reformed Baptist Church of Tullahoma, Tennessee, covenantrbctn.com, covenantrbctn.com. Well, uh, as I said earlier, uh, for the sake of those who have just joined us, we are going to be discussing Haps Addison's Testimony throughout this entire broadcast from rage-filled skinhead to joyful servant of Jesus Christ. If you could start off with your upbringing, what kind of atmosphere religiously uh, were you raised uh, in, and uh, if any, and tell us from there what led you in your mind and your memory uh, to embrace the hateful satanic ideology of uh, the neo-Nazi skinheads and so on, and uh, how you eventually were rescued from enslavement to that, uh, and not only enslavement to that, but to enslavement to rage and anger, and coming to discover the joy of your salvation in Christ. Tell us about that whole story, and let's start with your upbringing. Well, you know, um, first off, before we get started, I, I just want everybody to know this isn't my testimony. This is Christ's testimony in my life. And it really does go all the way back to my childhood. Um, I was, uh, uh, my, my dad was a Vietnam vet and um, he had PTSD really, really bad. And I, I grew up in a town called Bellflower, California. And my dad and his friend, um, they, they were uh, my, my dad got into real estate, excuse me, um, he got into real estate and his first client was Chuck Smith with um, Calvary Chapel. <clears throat> and uh, Chuck Smith was the one that um, led my dad to the Lord. And him and an, uh, another man were commissioned to Bellflower to start um, Hosanna Chapel, Calvary Chapel. And so I was, ra- I was raised in that church. I, I didn't believe none of it. And what happened was, is I ended up becoming um, uh, molested by uh, some people in the church. Wow. And it was, it was vicious. And so anytime I came in, into church, I would think of uh, sex and I would associate sex with um, church. It's just it, because I, I was, um, I was raped and I ended up, um, I, I didn't know how to vocalize it or whatever. Um, but, uh, I, I just, I didn't want nothing to do with church or anything. And I, I ended up, uh, living out on the streets, uh, from the time I was 13 to, oh my gosh, I don't, you know, for a long time. And, and, uh, I, I was, uh, uh, um, doing drugs, 
uh, the whole time, you know, methamphetamine, coke, whatever I could get my hands on, whatever would make uh, these thoughts uh, and these feelings go away. And bitterness, and uh, um, I was just a, a, a compulsive liar, you know, just you, you got to manipulate, you got to get your hustle out, on, you know, out on the streets. And, and this is LA County, you know, Southern California. So here, uh, you know, I, I ended up uh, getting popped up in uh, Fresno, California. And, and this is the, the, the way I'm going to explain this is I, I think it's so fascinating how when we look back at our, um, uh, at our lives and we see that Christ was there every single step of the way. And, 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 and as the father drew us to his son, uh, and this was uh, what happened to me. This is um, his story in my life. So I ended up getting arrested up in Fresno, California, and I was in jail. And uh, um, I I ended up uh, so I got Los Angeles tattooed across my back. And I was in the Northern California jail, and there was a big giant war going on um, back then between uh, Northern California and Southern California, and. And so I'm put in this, this tank full of, uh, they're called Northeños. All right. And, um, I'm putting in this tank and I, I, I grew up with, you know, um, like the, the, the South Siders or the Southeños, they're called, you know, in, in LA County. And so here I'm up in the, the jail and, and, um, I, I'm overhearing these guys and I'm getting like, I'm getting beat up like all the time, you know, and, and uh, I hear, uh, these guys that they're, they're talking about, they're going to kill me. And I was like, Oh no, dude, you know, like, and this is like a little, a little tank and the, the guards aren't even watching you. Know, there's no cameras, nothing like this. And this is, you know, a long time ago, but um, here uh, um, all of a sudden mail call came in and it was a Bible and it was a letter from my mom. And my mom knew I didn't believe in God. And, uh, uh, the brand new Bible from the publishers and the letter read um, something like, uh, now if you get in any, any trouble in there, you can always call, call out on the name of the Lord and he'll rescue you. And, uh, and so I said, I'll give it a shot, you know? And, and so I, I cry out to the Lord. I go, I don't know who you are, but I, I don't want to die in here. And as soon as I got done praying, uh, over the intercom, I hear these two guys' names get called, and it was roll up. That means they have to roll up all their stuff and leave. And I was tripping. You know, I was like, no way. Well, you think that would convert me, but, but it didn't. And as soon as I got out of jail, you know, I, I just went back to doing what I do and, and, um, and um, you know, just getting worse by the minute. And uh, So just to clarify, I, the two guys that had to roll up and leave were those that you were frightened of. Yeah, they they were gonna kill me. Yeah, and uh, um, they would have done it too. You know, it's a ruthless time in California history. Let me tell you. But here, um, I I get out and uh, I'm on the on the run again from the the law, and I I end up in um, uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. End up going to Alaska and becoming a longshoreman, and uh, ended up getting hurt up there and having to come back, but. In that process, I I, um, I was again living on the streets, and I I ran into this girl, and we fell in love, and um, 
here uh, 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 we end up, or we're going to have a child together. And um, we come back down here to California and make a long story short on this part. Um, our daughter died on our wedding day. That was January 2nd, 1997. Wow. And um, uh, I was at the, you know, the altar waiting for her to come down. And my stepdad came up to me and said she was bleeding in her wedding dress. And uh, she was already like, ah, gosh, like eight months pregnant. And, and so uh, we were devastated, completely devastated. Uh, that same year in October, October 9th, we ended up getting pregnant again that same year. And uh, my son was born. Uh, he was born a preemie. Uh, um, was it uh, two and a half pounds? Uh, and he was rushed to Loma Linda Medical Center where he had to have uh, uh, heart surgery and two intestinal surgeries because his, uh, his intestines exploded. And, and he was at, um, we had to stay at the Ronald McDonald house catty corner from Loma Linda and to go see him. And he was in there for almost, almost a year. And we finally got him home. But by the time we finally got him home, we were so messed up in the head, you know, just, she had a bad upbringing like I did. And, um, we were just devastated and, uh, we ended up, um, uh, we ended up, um, having another kid, our, our daughter, Scotland. And, uh, my, my oldest son, Jamie, he lived, he's fine. He's 24 now, 23, I forget, <laughs> but, um, we ended up having my daughter, but we were just so messed up in my, she wasn't a drug addict, my, my ex-wife, but I was, you know, and, uh, we ended up uh, um, splitting up, and uh, I know this is going to sound crazy and stuff, but she she went back up to Washington. That's where she was living, and um, our son actually ended up getting kidnapped um, for about eleven months. And I had to fly me, my mom, and, and her best friend, and my family had to fly up there and go to court. And, uh, the way the law works up there, uh, whoever files first gets custody of the child. I didn't even know this, this person, you know, and because they had this, uh, family laws, um, uh, uh protective laws up in uh, Washington. And so we I ended up getting my son back, you know, and, 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 uh, we came back down here to California and, uh, and my brother, he was going to California Baptist university my youngest brother, uh, Seth Addison of uh, Faith Community Church. And he ended up raising my two kids because I was, I was nuts. I had just been through so much trauma from childhood to now, you know, that um, me and my wife, she went her way. I went my way because we were just, uh, just broken, broken people, you know, and this hatred for people, especially Christians, you know, with their smiles, you know, and their, their happiness, you know, it's just like, I look back now and I'm like, these hands, these two hands right here used to beat up disciples of Jesus Christ. Now they build up disciples of Jesus, you know? And, and so the, the hatred started growing more and more and more. And the more I got incarcerated, I, um, I, so when, if you're a white boy and you get incarcerated, you go with the, it's called the wood pile. All right. And if you put in work for them, like stab people and do that kind of thing, um, or bring drugs in or, or whatnot, you're putting work in for them and you end up becoming what's called a peckerwood. Now, a peckerwood, uh, 
that's that's a racist statement in itself because it comes from the the term um, uh, when the slave, I mean the 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 master would tell the slave to go get a branch off the pepperwood tree, and he'd have to bring it back to the master, and the master would beat the slave. So that's where you get the term pepperwood from. Well, I never knew and that so, before. And and when you yeah. when you say that you would earn brownie points uh, by stabbing people or whatever. When you say they, who are you talking about? Oh, when when the, the Peckerwoods, when they they'd ask you, hey, oh, you know, so, we, so is we this, got this this is actually a gang called the Peckerwoods, or is oh it, yeah, okay, oh yeah, and um and so we'd have to go, you know, touch somebody up or or you know, stick them or something like that, you know, maybe it's a child molester or somebody that owes money on the yard or, or whatever, you know, uh, for drugs or whatnot, and so. Um, uh, and then, you know, I, I started, um, you know, I, I came out and, and, you know, out on the streets, the, the Peckerwoods, they, they just, there's no unity, there's no loyalty, there's no nothing, you know, and I got introduced to, um, uh, one of the times I was incarcerated, I got introduced to, uh, somebody was passing out all, all these, pa- this paperwork and it was by this guy named David Lane. And he wrote something called the 88 precepts. And, and so, uh, you know, I started noticing all these guys got, uh, 14, uh, tattooed on one side of their shoulder and 88 on the other side. And it's called the 14 words. And the 14 words are, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. And so I was like, you know, I, this was very interesting to me. And so, and, and 80, um, and 88's for Heil Hitler, right? Cause of the two H's. Yeah, the eighth and letter so, of the alphabet. By the way, we're gonna yeah. pick, we're gonna pick up right where you left off because we have to go to our uh, first break right now. And if anybody has a question for Haps Addison about his fascinating testimony, uh, having once been a neo-Nazi racist uh, skinhead and how he came to be freed from the shackles of enslavement to that satanic ideology. Uh, if you have a question about that, our email address is chrisarnson at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name, at least your city and state and your country of residence. And you may remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. And obviously, perhaps you have a similar experience to our guest and you don't want to identify yourself publicly. It might even be because of fear for your own life. But uh, we will we will acknowledge and grant your request to remain anonymous if it's a personal and private question. But we look forward to hearing from you, and we'll be right back with Haps Addison right after these messages. So please do not go away. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount 
Off the registration fee, go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe, build, fight. PuritanPHX.com Hi, I'm Brian McLaughlin, president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. 
Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. That's right, TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Armson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest in buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. day at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. 
We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society Jewelers of America and the Gemological Institute of America for the perfect custom designed engagement ring or any one of a kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step by step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewelers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, RoyalDiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. This amazing, mind-blowing opportunity. They are giving us 100% of the profits from any sale to an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener of jewelry at royaldiadem.com. And you, all you have to do is mention Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio when you make your purchase. Whether you're purchasing a piece of jewelry that they already have in stock at royaldiadem.com or you're having a custom-designed piece of jewelry created. Let's say that you're getting engaged. You want a, a custom-designed engagement, engagement ring. Or let's say you want to turn your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your uh, seminary logo, your denomination logo, or anything else that your imagination and creativity can conjure up. RoyalDiadem.com will turn your picture in your mind into a physical product that will knock your socks off, as they used to say. They are just masters at what they do, just like Jeffrey Rice is a master at rebinding Bibles. Uh, RoyalDiadem.com are masters at customizing jewelry. I've seen firsthand what they do. 
one of the sons of the woman who led me to Christ, Joe, uh, has a cross pendant with the crown of thorns on it. Uh, and it not only was exactly created according to his specifications, but it far exceeded his expectations as I knew it would. And uh, it's just mind-blowing how beautiful this is. Well, you can have your uh, longed, dreamed-for piece of jewelry created as well by royaldiadem.com. Please make sure you go there soon because we have no idea when they're going to pull the plug on giving us 100% of the profits from any sale of $100 or more. So please go to royaldiadem.com and mention Chris Arnzen of Iron Trip and Zion Radio. And perhaps uh, you can get a piece of jewelry uh, that they already have in stock in time for, for Valentine's Day, which is my birthday, folks. So keep me in mind for sending me jewelry. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, that's royaldiadem.com. And we are now back with my guest, Haps Addison, and his testimony from rage-filled skinhead to joyful servant of Jesus Christ. Right before the break, as you probably recall, Haps, uh, you were talking about how you were originally in a gang in prison called the Pecker Woods, and you became enticed to switch gangs, and uh, you noticed tattoos and so forth on the people that were passing out literature. Tell us more about that other gang and what uh, happened next as far as your involvement with them. Uh, so, yeah, the... Uh... You know, what it was was like a slow indoctrination because there was so much unity there. And uh, usually when um, you start uh, coming into agreement with what they believe. So you would you would basically call. Um, OK, so a pecker would would be like more um, uh, white pride, you know, uh, or or sometimes white power. And um, and that's hate. And a skinhead is a separatist. All right. So still under the banner of hate. I don't care what anybody says, but uh, and what happens is, is you uh, you either become uh, what's called an independent skinhead. That means you're not a part of a family because they got families like P9 desk. I mean, P9 uh, hammerheads, uh, Coors, all these different families that you can be a part of. And so I went independent for a while and uh uh, you know, ended up with a, a family for a short while. And, but I, I was just, you know, the, the whole reason why they call me happy is like, it's like calling a fat man tiny, you know, um, I was, I was angry all the time, full of hate. Well, I just was at war with everybody. I didn't, I didn't care what color you were. I don't care if you were white, black, green. I just hated everybody, you know, and just completely, uh, um, devastated by life you know well i was a child of wrath you know and so uh under under the the i, I could still remember god's feet on the back of my neck i was that that footstool you know and here it just it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and uh but yeah the the whole um skinhead mentality uh, let me tell you it was so they skinheads uh, technically aren't supposed to be dr do drugs, but we're all drug addicts, you know? And uh, we, we were all meth addicts or heroin addicts. And um, um, they, they say you're not allowed to intervene. So you slam 
drugs, but we did it anyways. And and so it, it was more about the drugs, the drugs, drugs and women, drugs and women. And, you know, I was uh, slamming what's called goofballs, the heroin and speed together. And um, it just I, I was just a violent mess. But in all the criminal activities that come with it, you know, so with some families, it's more organized or even independent. Uh, but yeah, that that's, um, yeah. Well, you want me to go on? Oh, sure. Uh, and, uh, what you may have said it already, but what was the name of this gang? Well, I'm, I'm, uh, unfortunately I can't name the, yeah, I I understand. I've interviewed a couple of other former white supremacist gang members who also could not do that. So I completely understand. Uh, yeah. One, one thing that I want to ask you about <clears throat> is that there are different reasons why, uh, people, why white people in particular become identified or identify themselves as white supremacists or any, you know, many ways you could describe that mindset and join gangs, especially in prison. Uh, one is for protection because they uh, are frightened of the other folks in, in prison who are black or Hispanic uh, beating up or killing them, and they find allies with these white supremacist gangs, and it's a feeling of safety, and, and in some cases it may be actual safety. Uh and you have people who, if they're even if they're not in prison, they have a sense of longing to be a part of something. They they want a family. They want a family relationship because they may not have that kind of relationship with their biological parents and siblings, and there may not even be any biological parents around. Uh, and so that there is a sense of longing for a family connection. Uh, and I, I have even seen documentaries where uh, Klansmen have been interviewed. And I walk away from those some of those documentaries by thinking that, and I'm not saying all of these Klansmen who may genuinely hate black people and Jews and others, but... Some of these Klansmen appeared to me to really not hate black people. They just wanted to be in this club. They wanted to wear those robes. They wanted to go to the cross burnings. They wanted to have the camaraderie because when, at least in one of these documentaries that I saw, uh, a, a very attractive black woman was interviewing them. And they seemed awestruck by her. And they were very kind and polite to her. They were flirting with her. It, you know, it, it seemed as if they had no negative uh, attitude towards this woman at all. They just wanted to be in this good old boy club that they were in. So I don't know if where you were coming from entailed actual genuine hatred for those of other skin colors and ethnic groups, or if it was one of those other reasons or even a different reason I didn't mention. Uh, and could you quickly uh, just at least start to answer that before we go to our midway break? 
Well, you know, it's, you know, everything's segregated when you're incarcerated. So automatically, I mean, if, if you're a white guy and you went to the, the, you know, the Mexicans or the blacks or the, the, the they're called the others like Simones or Asians, uh, you would, you, you would get beat up. Yeah. I mean, you would just get beat up or stabbed and, um, and that's just a fact. So you're automatically, uh, being indoctrinated into them and us. But when it comes to organizations, you know, um, when it comes to like skins or skin, you know, skinheads or, or the, or the families or the gangs or whatever, you, you don't choose them. They choose you, you know, so that, that's how it is. And for a lot of these people, you know, especially with like the, the woods and everything, they're growing up in this their, their whole lives. You know, their dads were incarcerated and they were Pecker Woods and, and, uh, or, you know, Aryan nations or Aryan brother or, you know, um, dirty white boys, crazy white boys, whatever it is, there's always this, um, you know, it, but in order to get into like either, you know, a prison gang or, um, the gangs out on the street and stuff, it's, it's really, you're, you're the one that's being, uh, approached and, um, uh, being chosen and they, they put you up on a pedestal and, you know, you get all the, uh, the women, like when it comes to skinheads, you know, so we're skinheads, they're called skin birds, you know? Uh, um, now get uh, all the women, just you, like, you get women in jail. <laughs> no, no, no. Outside. Okay. Outside. Yeah. So th- this is not just an inside thing. This is, this is, uh, here in California. Uh, um, uh, yeah, we gangbang out here. So it, it's, 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 it's all gangbanging. Okay. Let, let's pick up, money. let's pick up right where you left off there because we have to go to our midway break. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arns and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arns and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvinio, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. 
I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron Radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reformed Rookie podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. As host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, I frequently get requests from listeners for church recommendations. A church I've been strongly recommending as far back as the 1980s is Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey, pastored by Alan Dunn. Grace Covenant Baptist Church believes it's God's prerogative to determine how He shall be worshipped and how He shall be represented in the world. They believe churches need to turn to the Bible to discover what to include in worship and how to worship God in spirit and truth. Grace Covenant Baptist Church endeavors to maintain a God-centered focus, reading, preaching, and hearing the Word of God, Singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, baptism, and communion are the scriptural elements of their corporate worship, performed with faith, joy, and sobriety. Discover more about Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey at gcbcnj.squarespace.com. That's gcbcnj.squarespace.com. Or call them at 908 908- Nine nine six seven six five four. That's nine zero eight nine nine six seven six five four. Tell Pastor Dunn that you heard about Grace Covenant Baptist Church on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnzen is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission? To foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. 
To advance the cause of the gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005. The publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White at the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, 
and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Armson's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebrous Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest and buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future, and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. 
Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, make solid-ground-books.com your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs, whether it's for Valentine's Day, whether it is for Resurrection Sunday, whether it's for any special occasion. Go to solid-ground-books.com, make your purchase soon, make your purchases frequent and generous, and always mention Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Before I return to our guest, Haps Addison, I have a couple of very important announcements to make. Uh, first of all, if you love this show and you do not want it to disappear from the airwaves, I'm urging you, please go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You could donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. Our giving uh, or giving to Iron Trip and Zion Radio plummeted after the hysteria of the coronavirus and the abusive unconstitutional mandates uh, that were imposed on many citizens across the United States. Uh, after that occurred, the giving to Iron Trip and Zion Radio, which was already shaky, plummeted to an all new low, and we've never recovered from that. Thank God there are new advertisers that you are hearing on this program because without those advertisers, we just wouldn't be able to continue. So please, if you want to uh, keep this show on the air, go to irontrippensironradio.com, click support, then click click to donate now. If you want to send in a physical check to a physical address the old-fashioned way, there will also be a physical address on your screen when you click support at irontrippensironradio.com. If you want to advertise with us, whether it's your church, your parachurch ministry, your business, your private practice like a law firm or a medical practice, or perhaps it's just a special event you want to promote, as long as it's compatible with what I believe, you don't have to believe identically with me, but as long as it's compatible with what I believe, we would love to help you launch an ad campaign as quickly as possible because we are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations. Uh, please remember, I never want anybody cutting into the finances that you have set aside to give to your local church on every Lord's Day in order to give us a gift. Don't, don't give your church less money to bless us with some money. Never do that. Also, if you are really struggling to survive and make ends meet, please wait until you are back on your feet and financially stable before you send us uh, a gift financially. Uh, giving to your church, giving and providing uh, for your family uh, are essential commands of the Scripture. Providing for Iron Sharp and Zion Radio is not a command, obviously. But if you love the show, you don't want it to disappear, and you have extra money in the bank collecting interest, you have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes, please share some of that money with us if you want us to remain on the air. Go to chrisarnson at gmail.com. And click support. Uh, also, I want to make you aware of a conference. This was the conference that I was confusing earlier with Jeffrey Rice's conference, where my guest, Hap Addison, is speaking and others. Uh, th there is a conference coming up March 3rd through the 5th that is being hosted by First Love Ministries. First Love Ministries run First Love Radio, who live stream this program every day. They are having their first annual conference, Examining the New Birth is the theme, 
And speakers include Joe Jackowitz, who is the founder and president of First Love Ministries, and they have many other speakers as well on the roster. Uh, March 3rd through the 5th in Milton, Florida. It's actually going to be held at First Baptist Church of Baghdad in Milton, Florida. For more details, go to firstloveministries.org, firstloveministries.org. Last but not least, if you are not a member of a Christ-honoring, biblically faithful church, I have extensive lists spanning the globe, and I may be able to help you find a church, sometimes even within a couple of minutes from where you live, as I have done with many people in our audience all over the planet Earth. So if you are in that predicament, you don't have a Christ-honoring church home, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put I need a church in the subject line. That's also the email address where you can send in your questions to Haps Addison. Uh, that's chrisarnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least, your city and state and country of residence. Uh, Haps, uh, pick up where you left off. You were talking about other reasons why you were being enticed into this gang, which will remain anonymous because of your own health and safety, uh, which is something that two other people in the past I've interviewed who were in white supremacist gangs insist upon, so it's not something new to me. I understand where you're coming from. But tell us more about the enticements that were involved in joining this gang. Well, I think it's, I think it's honestly more camaraderie, you know, more just of that, uh, um, uh, the friendships, the, you got my back, I got yours. Just There's so many different, uh, I've, I've heard so many people born into this, uh, you know, they, or they just hung out with them, you know, uh, with these, uh, these gangs and, uh, but yeah, with me, it was just, uh, I, I really didn't care, you know, it was all about that criminal lifestyle, you know, and, um, so are you, are you saying that you really did not have a deep rooted hatred of blacks and other uh, minorities, people of other skin colors? That was just something you went along with, or did that grow to be a genuine part of your mindset? No, it grew to, you know, again, I grew up in LA County, so it's very diverse. So we're brought up uh, amongst Mexicans, Blacks, Filipinos, Asians, you know, just all, I mean, you name it. And um, and so uh, being incarcerated and everything's uh, segregated, um, you start to develop this, um, uh, you know, why people don't like certain things about another uh, uh, another race. And, and that comes out on the street and, and you just, I mean, that it's you just want to do business with white people and it's just it's just crazy but no i i had an my hatred was literally for uh it got to the point as to where i i hated even white people you know and you got you got to understand when it comes to the the skinheads and um uh, the peckerwoods um they devour their their own race they'll go you know they, they'll devour and rob and beat up and uh, steal from um, their own race. So it's just more of a, um, it, it's more about drugs here in California. Now, yeah, I yes. know other states are different, you know. Uh, yeah, so I that, saw, I saw a documentary on one of the most prominent white supremacist gangs in prison. And it really revealed the documentary that there was a charade going on because they really were not all about 
white supremacy and keeping the white race pure and all that. They were really about dealing drugs. And they were, you know, in business with people uh, who were black and Hispanic. And, and you know, so there, there was there was a, that was really just a recruiting tactic. It may have started out that way of being genuinely a racist group. But it, it really, from what the documentary seemed to reveal, de- devolved into a pure and simple uh, drug trafficking group that used the white racism as a recruiting tactic to get frightened white inmates to join with them for, for protection. Oh, yeah, there's all, all types of that, those types of things that go on, you know. But, you know, uh, that I, I mean... I think on the outside, not, you know, being incarcerated, but on the, on the outside, that's where the, the true colors come out, you know? Um, but yeah, you know, it's just a, a, such a horrible life to live. You know, you're not expected to live long either. You know, if you are, you become an OG, you know, an OG and uh, old original gangster. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Just your old time now, you know, and and either either you still have respect. I, I know with skinheads, it's um, it's really uh, um, uh, only the strong survive. You know, you know if, if you're weak, they'll, they'll just they'll eat you up themselves. Well, tell us now about how uh, you came uh, to a genuine saving knowledge of Christ and genuine repentance. Uh, in the midst of this mindset that you had become, in which you had become indoctrinated, and uh, any specific people involved in bringing you the gospel again, as I recall from your earlier part of the testimony, uh, your dad was uh, in a Calvary chapel, I believe. But uh, tell us about these new folks that came into your life that brought you the gospel and where God did something dramatic in transforming you? Well, um, you know, to be honest, uh, you know, I, so I, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm a Calvinist. I'm not, not a charismatic at all. Not uh, in the least. I am a Calvinist myself. And since you're at a Jeffrey Rice conference, I assumed that you were <laughs> a Calvinist. <laughs> well, so, so here I'm at my wit's end. All right. And I'm in jail. And uh, something happened to me in there that um, I, I, you know, I, I don't really tell people that often, you know, because I don't like to go around and just say, oh, this is my testimony. Because uh, a lot of people don't, they didn't have what happened to me, you know, that, that happened to them. So I don't want them to think that they're, they're um, you know, they're questioning their faith or anything like that. But here I was in jail and, and um I was doing laps, uh, so I was walking around the the the, the um the um, courtroom, all right, and uh, where where we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and everything. The day room, I'm sorry. And uh, some guy jumped up right behind me and spooked me, and he was this big guy, a big corn-fed guy. And I, I turned around, I told him, I said, "Don't do that, I'll stab you, man," you know, and. And, you know, I always look upset anyway, so I always look mad. And so I, I went, I did my another lap, and I came back around. And make a long story short, I ended up stabbing the guy in the face several times and disfigured his face. And they, they put us on lockdown. 
and um, I was in my cell, and uh, so we always use the the Bible as like a just like a form of disrespect. You get big Bibles in there, and you wrap a towel around them, and they they become uh, a pillow. You know, that's your pillow. And so my my blood pressure, I mean, not my blood pressure, but my adrenaline's just popping, you know. And so here I I open up the Bible to Second Timothy, uh, was it four four seventeen? Uh, and um, it says, and I was delivered from the lion's mouth. I mean, uh, at my first offense, no one came to my support. Let it not be held against him. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength that through me the gospel might be fully preached. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. And all of a sudden, these words like popped up into my head. I I can't explain it. That that um, God was going to save me from him. You, you know, and I freaked out. You know, I freaked out and I, I, I wanted out of that cell and I was hitting the intercom button to let me out. I'll mop the floor or do whatever. Just let me out. Well, went back out on the streets doing drugs and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, like most drug addicts, you know, when when the, there's just nothing left, you're at your wits end. We, we always go back to our hometown. And so I went to the, the, my old hometown of Bellflower and. Uh, or rekindled a, a friendship with uh, uh, one of my best friends growing up as a kid. I had nowhere to go. And um, this girl that I, she was like the, the girl next door, um, her uh, who's my wife now. But here um, I hooked up with her and she's like, oh, do you know about Jesus Christ? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, it was just making up things. But, um, it, you know, I, I, I kind of, I liked her. But um, uh, I knew she had a job, and uh, I was going to take advantage of her. And um, so I asked her to marry me. I conned her into marrying me. And uh, little did I know that she was a missionary to Korea and China and other countries. And I, I mean a real one, you know, uh, that would pack her coffin before she left, you know. <laughs> and um, and so uh, – uh, we got married, and her dad gave us this house out at Wildemar, and and I, that's when I just started abusing her, doing drugs, cheating on her, having my girlfriends do her laundry, throwing Bibles at her, saying "Where's your God now?" You know, with a slur word. And um, uh, I every time I'd abuse her and stuff, she'd always go right into prayer, and that was so intriguing to me. And it was attractive, not not sexually, but it was, it was just there was something. It was just I've never experienced or seen this before. And here, um, you know, just a, just abusing her uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually, and she just always prayed to God. She never ran to her parents or, or nothing like that. She would just pray to God, and. So here I, I start going to all these, uh, she starts making me go to these celebrate recoveries, uh, for years. And, but she didn't say I had to go sober, you know, just, just go, but she'd go with me, never complained about me, but me, I'd always, I'd always come out of these people's bathrooms with blood dripping down my arms from slamming dope. And, uh, and they, everybody just hated me, you know? And so here, um, uh, you know, my wife, she, she found me cheating and she was going to, she was going to leave me. 
And, um, uh, but we, we ended up packing up all our stuff and going to her parents' house for like, I think, uh, 90 days, something like that. And so I was going to try and get off of drugs and I got off of drugs and I thought, well, you know, now I'm off of drugs. Now, if I just go to the church, now I'm a Christian, you know, that's what went through my head. And so here, um, you know, uh, um, we come back home and we go to the, the celebrate recovery and everybody is tripping out on me. They're all like, like, oh, my gosh. And, and these pastors with this huge Methodist church out here come up and they're like, dude, we want to give you a book deal. And, and so my head just started blowing up like I'm somebody special, you know, like I, I have this incredible testimony because they, they all witnessed me abusing my wife and, and everything. But I was off of drugs and. What happened was is um, they, they wanted me to bring all these drug addicts to my house so that we can have Bible study. And I was like, are you sure that's a good idea? Which it was not. It was not a good idea at all. And so uh, what happened was is that lasted for like a month. And one of the drug addicts left a glass pipe in my um, full of methamphetamine in my couch. And uh, I just found out my best my best friend hung himself. And I found that pipe and I, I hit it. I, I, I felt guilty. I did it. So I called this church up who the, the, their pastors, a huge church too, to come and I, I need to talk to them. And I told them what happened. And that's when they told me I lost my salvation. And I was, I was like, I don't even know what that means, but could you help me look for it? You know, I, I don't know. Is it under the couch or whatever, you know, I, I don't know. And that's when I got violently mad and, told them to go to hell. This None of this is real. And I went out on a sick one. I went out doing all the, just doing so many goofballs, my skin started turning gray. And, oh, what was that? That was just a computer glitch. Oh, okay. And so what happened was, is um, I ended up um, uh, doing too much heroin and speed. And I ended up having a stroke. And I couldn't speak. And I remember thinking, oh, no, how am I going to confess my sins with my mouth? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, here uh, um, I had to go into rehabilitation, learn how to talk again. I couldn't use the left side of my body. And uh, so when I came back home from rehabilitation, I was uh, bedridden for a whole year. And um, we had some friends, friends bars come over and take our mattress and put it on the floor uh, right, right in front of our television. Cause my wife would have to go to work and uh, our laptop is hooked up to our computer. And I heard, uh, um, uh, she, she typed in, in YouTube, why I don't know, but she typed in reform pastors. All right. And, uh, this guy, and I, and I was fighting, I couldn't change the channel cause I couldn't see that well at all. I could just hear really good, you know, and still angry. It's just bitter, hating everything, you know, and uh, including myself. And all of a sudden, this Durbin from Apologia popped up and I heard him preaching and I was fighting it. I did not want to hear it. I don't want to hear none of this. And then I heard uh, I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ for the very first time. I mean, I heard the gospel, the real authentic solid gospel and um and i don't it was just like i i 
it's, it's so funny when I, I look back at this and I remember telling people that they, they were like, dude, you sound very Calvinistic. And I didn't even know what a Calvinist was, but I, I, I told them, I, I felt like I just came out of the grave. I felt like I just came out of the grave. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm like awake. Like if I was just like asleep and, um, all of a sudden I hear, uh, I, I, I just started having faith, a faith in, in to somebody I, I, I don't know. And then I, I have, I, I, my sin is before my eyes and I felt this conviction come over me like, like I never felt in my entire life. And then this comfort, the, this peace just came over me. Still not understanding what's going on. And, and, uh, I, but I did not want to go back to church. And, um, uh, what happened was, is, um, I didn't know at the time, but, uh, uh, um, the, the police, the, the sheriff's department, gang task force, uh, they had been building a case against me. And, uh, um, so it took about a year for me to get well, or I can, I was walk, walking with a cane for another year. And then the Lord just healed me, you know, like I, I was just healed, you know, over time. And, um, we weren't expecting me to talk again, you know. Um, I still have problems with my, my left side a little bit, you know. That's what it affected was the left side. But here, the the um, I get arrested. Uh, they they get my wife at her job, and they start breaking out all this evidence. And they raided my house, and um, they they told me, uh, "Look, it was either your wife or or you that did this." And I was like, "What?" And they said, well, it's either she's going to jail or you're going to jail. You need to sign this admission uh, um, that you're, you know, it was you. And I was like, well, I'm going to sign my wife, you know, me and my, myself, not my wife, <laughs> but myself. And here I go to jail and I'm thinking I'm, 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 you know, they, they got some charges on me for like fake IDs and credit card fraud and, um, I was like, I'll do a little bit of time, but I knew I was guilty, you know, from my past and everything, but here, um, uh, I was in jail and I, I was still, I still struggled with yesterday. You know, I have horrible nightmares about losing my daughter on my wedding day. And, um, it was just, it, it followed me most of my life. Just horrible. That's why I did a lot of meth. So I didn't go to sleep. I, so I wouldn't have to dream these dreams and here, uh, I go to jail on on a Monday, and then on a Tuesday, uh, on, on, I mean on a Monday, um, the, the lawyer comes up to me in court and he says this, and this is absolutely all God right here. I it changed my life forever. But he he goes, look at, there's nothing I can do. Now my grandma had just died, and my my wife um, uh, she goes to work, so nobody can see me in court, you know. So I'm in court, and my my lawyer says to me, he goes, look, there's nothing I can do. They've just come at you with 300 cases. Now, each case can have one, two, three felonies, you know. And he said, it's so bad, you have to come back on Wednesday because they're adding 500 more cases. Uh, all I mean, just all kinds of stuff, you know, that I was guilty of every single one of them, you know. And so on, uh, so I, I, I mean, the reality just hit. The guy gives me his card. You know, you need your wife to call me because you, you've already signed admission to guilt. This is 25 years years to life. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But I wasn't asking the Lord to get me out. I, I prayed, and I asked him to give me peace. 
and to renew my mind from from yesterday. You know, I really lived in yesterday. And um, this peace, really, I mean, like, incredible peace came over me. And I remember I, I was sitting at the white table in jail. And this black man comes and he sits right in front of me. And I got my Bible out. And he's got his Bible. And I looked up at him. And I was like, oh, this is, this is different. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is different. And uh, I was like, hey, would you like to have a Bible study? And he goes, yeah. And so we just started reading. And then all these people circled. I mean, Mexican, white, uh, all circled the table. And they, I, I, I'm thinking big Bible study. And I was like, are you guys going to sit down? And they're like, no, you know, we can't sit here with him. There's a black guy, you know. And this black guy was the only black guy in the, in the, the tank. And he got up and he had tears in his eyes. And he, and, he, and he went to walk away to go to the black table. And I was just like, in my, in my heart and in my head, I'm thinking, who do I serve? Who do I serve? And... I just started screaming at these guys. You know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ and I serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I picked up my Bible and I went and I sat at the black table and I'm looking at this, this black guy and he's got this smile on his face. And, um, and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's keep this short and sweet because we're going to get stabbed, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we're going to get, we're, you know, let's just go back to our bunks and just keep our eyes open all night. You know, I got court in the morning and so do you. And so the, the next day at court, I come in and I, I sit down. And I'm getting ready to go upstate for 25 years to life. And um, all of a sudden, <laughs> the whole anti-gang task force comes walking in. And they're look, looking at me and laughing at me. And I'm like, God, really, are you going to let, let this happen and let them mock me like, like this? And all of a sudden, my attorney comes over to me and he goes, you need to initial and sign this, this uh, right now. That's, you know, so a mission to guilt, you're going to, you know, and I was like, all right. And he went and he put it in front of the DA and then he put his hand on his shoulder and the guy starts praying. All right. I don't even know this guy. You know, we call the, 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 your, we call these guys dump trucks. These are the, the, the coin appointed attorneys that are not in your best interest at all. And so, he he puts his hand and starts praying, and my heart's beating out my neck. I don't know what's going on. And uh, they had a, a little altercation. I don't know if he signed the paper by accident or whatever. They said something to each other, and then all of a sudden, the district district attorney got up and started walking over to the cops. And my attorney turn, turned around and started walking towards me. And right when he handed me the papers, I hear, no, that's not fair. And I'm looking at the cops, and they're going like this, you know, like, pointing at their eyes to my eyes as they're being escorted out. And I'm going like, what the heck is going on? And he hands me the paperwork and he goes, I got you three and a half years. And I go, Oh, that is impossible because I am guilty. Of, and I, I, I mean, I'm guilty, man. And he goes, I got you three and a half years. And I go, man, you should go into private practice. And, he, and I go, God bless you, man. And he put his hand on my shoulder. He goes, no, God bless you. I said, what's your name? I don't even know your name. He said, uh, well, hi, my name's Mr. Cross, you know, C-R-O-S-S. And I was like, and this is all documented, you know. I'm like tripping out. I'm like, what is going on? And I came back to my, um, I came back to my dorm 
and everybody is sleeping. And I reach underneath my pillow, you know, my Bible, um, and I open it up to 2 Timothy 4, 17. At my first offense, no one came to my support. Let it not be held against them. But the Lord stood by me and gave me strength that through me, the gospel might be fully preached to all the Gentiles. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. And the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom forever and ever. Amen. And uh, I raised my Bible up and I yelled out, Jesus. And um, praise God. All of a sudden, uh, for, they have something called bed kicks down here and uh, in jails. And so instead of sending me to prison, they released me five days later. And my, my, everybody was shocked. And um, I've been, I've been, I got peace with God, you know, and peace with men. And uh, I don't dress the same, look the same, talk the same. You know, he completely changed me from head to toe. Hallelujah. And inside out. And uh, I, I will never stop. I've been preaching the gospel ever since, you know. Amen. And that's why, you know, yeah. Well, we have to go to yeah, our... That's why we, God gave me... Go ahead, brother. Continue. I'm sorry. Just f- finish. That, that's your... why he gave me this, this program. Amen. Well, we are going to our final break. It's going to be more brief than the other breaks. If you have a question... You can send it in uh, as quickly as possible, please. We're rapidly running out of time. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. And by the way, our mutual friend, Claude Ramsey of Reformata Baptist Church uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, and also the host of the Here I Stand Theology podcast, he submitted a question, but uh, Claude, uh, our guest, already answered that question in the very beginning of the show. So if you want to send in another question, we would love to see it. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. Don't go away. We're going to be right back after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Vody Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. 
such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland, who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards, and Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the reformers. Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit, tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener from a tie in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. This is Daryl Bernard Harrison, co-host of the Just Thinking Podcast, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Tom Buck a First Baptist Church in Lindell, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Kent Keller of Faith Bible Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Andrew Rappaport, the founder and executive director at Striving for Eternity Ministries, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Mark Romaldi, pastor of Sovereign Grace Church of Greenbrier, Tennessee, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Christopher Cookston, pastor of Prineville Community Church in Prineville, Oregon, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Matt Tarr, pastor of High Point Baptist Church in Larksville, Pennsylvania, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Hi. 
Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnzen and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. This is a day of great spiritual compromise, and yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer and in finances. I'm pleased to do so and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast, I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s, and what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. I'm Dr. Tony Costa, professor of apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I've been invited to speak 
and have grown to love. Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love, as I have. For more information on Hope Reformed Baptist Church, go to hopereformedli.net. That's hopereformedli.net. Or call 631-696-5711. That's 631-696-5711. Tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Coram, Long Island, New York, that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron. Hi, I'm Brian McLaughlin president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. 
And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48 and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to standardbeardcare.com where the standard is the standard. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com. Welcome back, and we have a question for you uh, from Arnie in Perry County, Pennsylvania, Haps. He asks, have you been used of God to lead any other white supremacists to Christ? Um, matter of fact, uh, yes. Um, uh, you know, it was funny. Um, there's been times, several times, when um, some of my friends have gotten out of, you know, prison. They've been locked down for like five, six, seven years. And then they show up back over at my house and they say, I got this big old bushy beard now and and a uh, big old happy face. And they're like, what, is, what the heck is going on? And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to tell you. And I give them the gospel. And uh, um, so uh, I know one of the guys who's the head of a, the, one of the head of one of the largest skinhead gangs in California. He just got out of prison. And I, I, um, I gave him the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I think it was uh, a couple months later, he ended up getting shot in the chest. But um when I was get, I was telling him he was receiving it, but yeah, a couple times. We have a BB in Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, who says, with all of the boy who cried wolf nonsense going on, where everything is being accused of racism, whether it is even black people involved in killing a black criminal, either intentionally or accidentally, white racism has been attributed to such crimes. I was wondering if this angers you because real racism that exists may be just like background noise in people's minds because of the fact that they are constantly hearing the drumbeat of racism for false reasons in the media. So what, what do I think about that? Yes, I mean, do you agree that it's, you know, when you're making constant false accusations of racism, people may not pay serious attention to that which is truly racism? Well, yeah, there, there's, you know, when you got all this, this these false claims of racism and, and or it's white supremacy or whatever, uh, you know, real white supremacy or, or skinheads or, you know, or, I mean, it goes, 
it goes all the way around black, white, green, you know, it, it don't matter, you know, it's, um, but yeah, it kind of, it's, it's kind of laughable because it's like, if that's what you call racism, you know, or it's just ridiculous to be honest. Well, uh, I would like you to now summarize what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners today before we go off the air. Well, that's, uh, if you, if you don't mind, I'd like to give a gospel presentation. I could never mind that. I should be off the air if I minded that. <laughs> so, the gospel is simply this. It's Jesus Christ. It's the good news. And why is it the good news? Well, because there's bad news. And the bad news is, is that you are a child of wrath like the rest of mankind. You're born hostile in mind, a rebel. Uh, you run uh, immediately out of the womb, saying no, uh, and, and disobedient, and you are going to die in your sins. The good news is, it's not just good news like you saved a whole bunch of money on your car insurance. The good news is that the infinite took on finite. The word became flesh. God became flesh, and he came and he lived a sinless life, a life that you and I could never live. And we know the righteous requirements of, of, of sin is death. He came and he, he fulfilled the law, something you and I can never do. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. And he, he came to reconcile us with God, that, that he that knew no sin became sin so that we might have the righteousness of God. And he took the very crown upon his head of thorns that's found in the garden with the first Adam, that he would have to work by the sweat of his brow amongst the thorns and thistles and now upon his brow was the same thorns and thistles the curse was placed upon there and he took the very wrath of god that you and i deserve upon himself upon a dead tree for the remission of our sins so that we might be in right standings with god for the forgiveness of our sins he died he was buried and three days later he rose from the grave with the resurrection so powerful that others rose with him. And now he's ascended and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding for all of us who believe night and day. And the call is this, to repent and believe this gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. And folks, do not forget about the conference from Shadows to Substance, where my guest, Haps Adderson, is on a very large panel of speakers, including Dr. James R. White, of Alpha and Omega Ministries, Andrew Rappaport of Striving for Eternity Ministries, Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebris Lux Bible Rebinding, who is also the pastor of Covenant Reformed Baptist Church of Tullahoma, Tennessee, and uh, our friend Claude Ramsey, who my guest Haps Addison and I both mutually agree is one of the most powerful preachers we've ever heard. And there are oh, other, yeah. there are other speakers as well. Uh, so you can find out more about this conference at Eventbrite, or you can also go to the Facebook page of Haps Addison. Just type in H-A-P as in Peter S. Addison, A-D-D-I-S-O-N. I hope everybody has a very safe and happy and joyful and Christ-honoring weekend and Lord's Day. And I hope you all remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior then you are a sinner. Uh, yeah. <laughs>